Breakfast. Previously with Darren Mall. 8.39. Good, bad and the ugly with Terence Pillay this morning. Uh, good morning, Terence. Morning, Darren. What is your boggle today? I'll tell you what, Darren. It's a very, very serious story. You know, parents often just drop off their teenage kids mm. at shopping malls, movies and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And for the large part, these kids do hang out at malls and, yeah. and, um, and go to the movies like they say they are. But I met a 15-year-old girl called Melissa who says that a lot of these kids are actually in clubs. Really? Doing drugs, partying the night away, and then arrive at a spot. Their parents come and pick them up again. They go home none the wiser. She got, she's 15 years old, got sucked into the, started with smoking marijuana with her friends yeah. while hanging out. Um, got sucked into this whole drug and underage club culture mm. in, in, in Durban. And it was just a downward spiral for her. What would happen? Where would you take these drugs? At home? In a club? Well, you can take them in a club. Some people smoke weed in a club and they pop pills in clubs. They snort rounds of coke in clubs because it's it's easy. It's just one go and you're done. So all this drug taking and everything's happening at a club, you go on partying at this club. Yeah. Do you think club owners and management know this is happening? They definitely do. The cops, they get money from it. All the clubs pay the cops. Don't come do a drug bust here at this time. Don't do this, don't do that. Mm. And that's why most kids get into clubs now because there's no bus and cops aren't coming in and, you know, checking for ID anymore like they used to. So, uh, so I want to talk to you about that. I mean, all this time that you were taking drugs, you were a kid getting into a club. How did that? How was that even possible? See, I was friends with the bouncer, at and he was the bouncer at as well. Because was very strict. They are most of the time. I used my sister's drivers to get into, and then they started being clever, and they were like, "This isn't you." And you so were the other kids getting in there as well. Mm. All doing drugs? To be honest, the youngest is 14, I would say, 14, 15. Really? It's a 14-year-old girl in a club. And is this like common knowledge? People know this? Yeah, people know it. And they just, it's happening and it's out there. So they're going to go and try their luck, you know? And so in this whole time that you were taking drugs, uh, what was your relationship like with your family? It was hard. We were fighting a lot. was having accidents in cars and drinking and driving and all those small things just like piled on top of each other. And it just, I couldn't get it off my shoulders. And the family was battling to get it off their shoulders as well. So that was also one of the reasons why I ran away. So the thing is, when your mom got you back home, mm-hmm. they had set up a sting and they had arranged to get drugs from you. How did that work? Oh, um, we went out one night and this guy phoned me on my phone to say, can I make a plan for him to get some coke? Mm-hmm. And I said, I'll point you out to dealer and then you can go do whatever you need to do. And then from there, my mom had brought the cops and I got arrested. 
Well, obviously, uh, the voice has been disguised there, and uh, we beeped yeah. out, obviously, uh, the venues and the addresses and the names of other people involved. Look, we had to alter her voice because the drug, oh. deal- the drug dealers... That was a yeah, young it was, girl? it was a young girl, 15 wow. years old. We had to alter her voice because the drug dealers still know where she lives. They know her number. They know her voice. Um, she's only been uh, out of rehab eight weeks. It's It's been eight weeks, so it's That's still very fairly, brave of her to step fairly. forward and, and chat to you. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, she says there are 14-year-olds in a club. She's been clubbing with 14-year-olds. How does a 14-year-old even get into a club? What kind of checks her at the the door? I mean, when uh, uh, this young girl came to studio to be interviewed, she looks like a 15-year-old girl. So So there's no way you could mistake. There is absolutely no way you could mistake that this was was a child. And there are other teenagers also partying. Now, what happened with her was she ran away from home. She met a 15-year-old boy in this club, moved into his house, um, and her mom had to arrange... A sting, call her and pretend that she wanted to buy drugs from her. Oh, what? And then when when she pointed out the dealer in the club and that kind of thing, um, the police swooped in and then nabbed the skull, and that's how they retrieved her. Wow. They they extracted her from the situation. It's it's pretty hectic. So coming up, I speak to Colonel Jay Nyker from SAPS about this issue. You know, the fact of the matter is, Melissa alleges that I mean, it's quite a quite a hectic allegation yes. that the cops are in collusion with um, with club managers that they know, so they know about, about the do raids, nothing, yeah. and that's why you can't you can't bust them. Yeah. So I put these allegations to Colonel Jay Nyker, spokesman for SAPS. Jay, how big a problem are drugs in clubs in Durban? Well, uh, you know, it'll be very hard to give you an extent of it, but uh, look, with with our youth, um, it, it's surprising how they manage to find drugs. You know, you would find a youngster is in a strange area, but somehow he finds a drug dealer if he's looking for drugs in that area. So likewise, I'm quite certain that, you know, when they go to clubs, they somehow find out who's the dealers because obviously these dealers are hanging out in the clubs knowing that you know uh, people will approach them we have had operations where we've, we've arrested people in clubs but you know there again we need the cooperation of the owners of the club because let, let, let me address that point i mean these are our youth is that not yep. illegal for them to be in these clubs in the first place well they definitely uh when i'm talking about youth i'm also talking about you know kids over 18 because they're still very young now the case study that i'm working with you know she was 15 years old when she got immersed into this whole drug club culture and got into clubs met dealers and bought drugs for them in the clubs and she alleges that um you know there's collusion between club owners and and police so they know when clubs are being raided is there any truth to this it's far for me to say. I, I can't see how it happens because uh, police management. I mean, we're totally against any sort of uh, illegal activities. We won't uh, condone any of our police members being involved in such uh, activities. And if it's brought to attention of management, obviously we will uh, act on it. Um, but to make a blanket statement that you know, without any evidence, it will be very hard for us to to investigate that. You know, if the management of a club, as I said, he wants his club to be raided because he suspects that people in his club that could be dealing in, in drugs or any other illegal substance, he should approach the station commander at that level, you know, directly with the station commander, and an operation can be planned uh, at a very high level so that, you know, the information does not leak out. And how often does SAPS conduct raids on, on clubs? Look, uh, it wouldn't be very easy for me to tell you because I know we've got 185 police precincts and each one of them operate independently. Then we have, you know, specialized units like the organized crime unit, 
we have a specialized team under the Durban Flying Squad Narcotics Team. They also conduct similar raids. Uh, there is a very successful because generally those raids come from members of the community that give suppliers with information. Mm. Uh, they, they will then go out and conduct observation and other investigations. And when it, if they suspect that there is uh, something illegal going uh, down, they will immediately act and, and, and they're quite successful in that. Terence, I have to tell you, a knee-jerk reaction from uh, parents or from the community right now would be, well, the the parents need to take more responsibility but hang on a second when you have a 14 or 15 year old child they are wow they really do force you uh, to, to, to to get their own independence and yes. you want that as a parent as, as well now i'm a parent my kids say uh drop me off a gateway so i go okay fine i'm gonna pick you up here here at uh, half past 11 right so you yeah. drop the kids off you come back at half past 11 you don't know i mean how do you manage or police what those kids have done for the last four five six hours well you can't that's that's the whole point you know that's why this the these things are happening mm. um so uh, there is an organization that um i'll find out more about it what they do is you can contact them and they they go into malls undercover mm-hmm. and they kind of their their offices or their um uh, their representatives just sort of like watch your kids from um, to see that they from are where they distance. are from a safe distance. Hang on, are they reporting back to you? And, and they're reporting back to the parent. That's a slippery happened. slope. Yeah, it Isn't is. I mean, it, but the fact of the matter is, would would you not rather that than mm. your child get? embroiled in this whole drug and underage club um, culture and I think that's where we need we need to start right okay you can't teenagers will be teenagers yeah. and you can't say I'm taking away your freedom you can't go to the movies you can't hang out yeah. you can't say that no. um, and then you also can't stand next life. to them every minute of every day a hundred percent so I think we need to raise this dissenting yeah. voice. We need to champion for the police to do more when it comes to clubs. Yeah. I mean, how does a 14-year-old get into a club with... Um, the, yeah, that, that is a big problem. It is a huge problem. How are dealers getting drugs into clubs? Yeah. So what we as society needs to do is we need to engage with um, with SAPs a lot more. We, yeah. uh, you know, he said about in intelligence. Yes, yeah. give them intelligence, but we need to light a fire under them that, yeah. um, you know, if if they can get rid of dealers in clubs mm. and if they can ensure that underage, no underage kids people are getting do not clubs. get into clubs, do not get access to alcohol or, or any other substances in clubs, I mean, that's your starting point. Yeah. Because the fact of the matter is, I mean, you know, you don't want to, to curb your teenager's life to such no. an extent that he's, he or she just sits at home. I mean, you but can't But it is an unfortunate that. conversation that we need to have with our kids as well to make them aware and uh, know that we know and uh, and educate our kids as well. It's a, yeah, it's a, no, it is a huge problem. And listen... If you want to communicate with Terence as well, you can email him, Terence at ecr.co.za. That's one R in Terence. Uh, he's on Twitter as well, at Terence Palais One. Uh, again, one R in Terence. And uh, it doesn't seem to be a, a story that we can literally uh, sweep under the rug. This is a big issue. I must tell you, in speaking to Jay Nika, I'm, I've got a meeting with him next week. I know I know these which, which, the, which clubs they are. Okay. I know who the dealers are in these clubs, and we're going to to um, do something about it so there might be wow. a follow-up. Fabulous. All right. Thank you, space. Terrence. Darren Moore. Every morning. Waking up in the morning. East Coast Breakfast. With Darren.